Hey, my friends, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Real Live Talk. I'm stoked that you're here to check out this conversation that I had with my wife, Denise Lamastra. We ended up in this conversation talking, spending most of our time anyway, talking about Christmas and the season that we're in. Depending on when you're listening to this, it might be at a later date, but this original recording took place on December 16th, 2021. And uh, yeah, so we're in the middle of this Christmas holiday season, and we just talked a little bit about remembering to make the season all about Jesus, but not just in terms of, you know, praying and worshiping and stuff like that. Like, we already know that, but in terms of even the way that we interact with people, the way that we interact with our family, but bringing God into the midst of it and being aware and conscious of his presence as we do things as we celebrate with family, as we partake of meals together with family and friends, as we, you know, if you're into the gift giving and receiving thing, if you're doing that, if you're spending time around a tree or whatever it is that you're doing, however it is that you celebrate Christmas, but keeping Jesus in the center of it and also getting really practical into things like honoring Jesus by honoring others in this season. In other words, the season is all about him, but We can make it about him actually by maybe focusing on some people around us that are less fortunate than we are during this holiday season or by simply spending time with somebody when it might be more convenient for us to stay home or not do those things or whatever. But finding those simple, often simple, but practical ways to serve people and in that way demonstrating your love to the Father and uh, to Jesus and uh, keeping him at the center for everything that's going on during the season. Well, anyway, without further ado, thank you guys again so much for being here to check out this episode. Now, I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Denise Lamastra. All right, we are rolling. We be rolling, we be riding. Shout out to Brandon Sanders and the uh, Mobile, Alabama local hip-hop scene. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Talk. I'm Duke Lamastra. I'm here with my lovely wife, Denise. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. Um, We're going to get bored of me. My guest that I had scheduled for today had a touch of the, the laryngitis. Oh, no. So um, my, my lovely wife is feeling She gets better in. soon. So, it's right. never fun to be sick. Yeah, on it's the holiday. not fun to be sick. It's no, it's no, no good. joke. No, no bueno, no <laughs> bueno. Um, well, thanks for joining us today. Anybody who's watching live or listening later, appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Um, not sure what we're talking about exactly yet. This is uh, just kind of last, be an interesting last minute conversation. But um, <laughs> we did get some cool news yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool one. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like you yesterday. Like, well, why don't you? Okay. Um, uh, do you want to share the news? We're having a baby. We are having a baby. <laughs> We've already shared that news. We are having, we're having a baby. baby. Um, we found out we're bad. having a baby girl. Yeah. So we're, we're super excited. Um, <laughs> it's uh, we have two boys now, so we were super nervous about having another boy. But Which, let's just clarify. We said we were going to be happy either way. I don't know. I said would. that, but I was ready to give it back. <laughs> it, you can't send it back once you get it. it. You boy. can't send it back. Um, no, <laughs> obviously not really. But yeah, so we're super excited. We're having a baby girl. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's going to be like uncharted territory, though. Because... It's crazy. If we were having a boy, we 
um, already have a lot of stuff. Like we already have a lot of clothes that we've saved and things right. like that. But well, with a yeah, with a baby stuff, girl, yeah. we're starting over. We're starting yeah. from scratch. Um, so I'm just going to tell you, I'm excited, though. this I'm ex baby girl is my Christmas <laughs> present to you um, this year, maybe no, this next was, year. This maybe was... she'll be my present to you next year, too, because um, is... I just found out where all of my money is going to be going for the next 18 years of my life. So <laughs> this is God's gift to us for Christmas. This yeah, but I helped. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was involved in the process. I'm pretty sure I was too. For so. sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have worked without either one of us. <laughs> you were involved. Well, you were definitely, more, you're definitely way more involved than I am. Um, <laughs> cooking cooking a, a baby doesn't sound right. Cooking a baby doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. You're I just doing, had a flashlight to all those baby jokes we used you're to doing say. All, you're doing all the work. You're doing all the work. <laughs> so are you saying it's your present to me? It's, or she, it's, it's not it. It's not an she, it anymore. She, so is she still looks pressing. like a T Rex. That's pressing. No, she doesn't. A little bit. She's got like no, that big she head. Does. She, the, little legs. <laughs> she checked everything. No, everything's good. The lady said that she's got everything: both legs, both feet, nose, mouth, hands. She was, you know, she she seems like she, she loves just... to put her feet on her face yeah. <laughs> and move her hands like in front of her face. So. So yeah, there's a debate though whether she's gonna look more like me or more like you. That's because ridiculous. the boys look. Um, I would say I think Elijah definitely looks a lot more like my family side. Josiah looks kind of like a good mixture of both of us. I think we shall see in the years. I'm know, really bad at that. I'm re I'm really around. bad at knowing. Like, like being able to like tell pretty, which parent yeah. the child looks like sometimes it's really obvious yeah sometimes it's, but it's for the most part see, i'm yeah. I'm pretty bad at that and it's funny because like i'll see two people like literally look at the same person and be like oh she is she looks exactly like her mom and then someone else 20 minutes later be like she looks exactly like her dad she doesn't right. look like you at all and and uh so i don't think people actually know what they're talking about i think I think that's just what some of the people say. Yeah, no, but, Eli Eli <laughs> but I mean, Elijah, Elijah does have Elijah a little does, bit more. And even his baby pictures, some of his baby pictures, he looks a lot like my brother, like like what my brother looked like when he was little. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why I say he looks a lot more like my. But I mean, you're not particularly blonde. I mean, you have blue eyes, but you're blonde? not you're not blonde. So I'm not blonde. <laughs> In terms of like, you know, this is gonna sound terrible saying like your whiteness. I am white. <laughs> You're green I'm being <laughs> very extremely white human. So I'm just saying, you know, um, Poland, like brown, like brown that. and dark uh, genes usually like prevail. But again, I don't know. We we shall see. Yeah. My mom says that she thinks she's gonna have uh, light eyes and lighter hair than mine. Even though I must say I love my dark hair. So <laughs> I'm well, a let's just bipolar. pray for the sake of the world that she looks more like you. What you trying me. to say? <laughs> what I'm does just, that even mean? I was trying to compliment you. <laughs> that is not like a compliment. It got lost in translation. Um, mm -hmm. Very lost. So anyway, let, let's um, talk about. You want to talk about Christmas a little bit? Sure, we can. How about we do that? Yeah. It's the season. Uh, I know. I know. When we get into this time of year, we you know we probably maybe have a little bit more of a emphasis or maybe we're thinking a little bit more I, you know when we get into 
because we have Thanksgiving at the end of November, and then it's it's it seems like Christmas is not like a one day holiday like most holidays are. Right. It's it's we, like we kind of feel like we have a Christmas season. <laughs> I don't know for some reason this year. I, I feel like for the past several years of my life, just with all the busyness and everything going on, I've felt like Christmas sneaks up on me. But for some reason, that didn't happen to me this year. Yeah. Um, this is like the first year in a while where I actually feel like kind of relaxed going into the, the, you know, the, the few days before Christmas where I don't know, I just feel like it didn't sneak up on me as much this year as it normally does. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty, uh, excited about that. I'm, I'm kind of grateful because I feel like I'm going to get to enjoy it. Not that I haven't enjoyed it in the past, yeah. but that I'm going to get to enjoy it a little bit, a little bit more as far as, I don't know, I'm kind of like in the Christmas spirit a little bit <laughs> more than I normally am. And I know that you and I, we, we like to, you know, focus on the traditions with our family and things yeah. like that during the season. And I think that that's, uh, you know, really important thing. So, yeah. What do yeah, you think? I, I have very fond memories of a Christmas <clears throat> season, like growing up. Um, I'm grateful my parents made time to, like you say, like make memories. I think that's the, the biggest thing. Um, nowadays we live in such a fast-paced lives um and i think i mean it may it may vary um whether you live in like a suburban area or if you live in a smaller town maybe it feels different but i think overall our lives are more like fast-paced than you know maybe i don't know like 10 years ago 15 years ago um so i think with a lot of that you know technology and comfort and all these things Sometimes um, certain things that are very, very valuable definitely get lost in translation. They get lost in the in the hackle and bustle. I don't know. Those are hustle and bustle. There you go. Thank there you. you. <laughs> of it all. So um, I mean, definitely it's definitely a busy week. At least this week, you know, the kids are coming out of out of school. They're getting a, their break. Um, and I know for a lot of parents that could be stressful by itself because, mm. you know, if they have, you know, they're still working during the holidays. So um, having to figure it out, schedules and, you know, who's going to watch the kids and how you're going to do that. I can see how that could be very stressful. Sure. Um, and also trying to make sure that your kids are occupied, <laughs> you know, throughout the day and they're not just... Uh, Sitting like catch potatoes, watching TV all day, even though a lot of kids do that, that it just it just happens. Yeah, it's definitely um, stressful. I mean, it it, so. it could definitely be a stressful time. Definitely could be a stressful season. Um, you know, we were just talking yesterday and trying to remember that in the midst of the whatever the if there's stressfulness, if there's stressful stressfulness is I feel like stressfulness and stress mean the same thing. So stressfulness might not even be a word. So scratch that. But the stress of the season and, you know, sometimes that can be caused by you know, stuff like getting together with family that maybe yeah. you, you don't necessarily want to see. Or maybe that can be like having to, you know, buy gifts and maybe it can be having to just navigate through like the, the busyness of the stores and the traffic. Or maybe it's, you know, dealing with the fact that there isn't, um, you know, enough finances to go around for the season and like the extra things that you feel like that that are kind of weighing you down things that you feel like you have to do yeah. or whatever um or you know some people have uh 
difficult time getting through the holidays just because of, you know, maybe their life was affected by a tragedy wow. that happened during that yeah. this time of the year mm -hmm. or something like that. And so like whatever, whatever the case may be, um, you know, I, I think it's important to just remember the fact that this this is an opportunity for us to focus on the Lord, to focus on Jesus and what he did for us. I know that Jesus wasn't actually born on right. December 25th. Yeah, yeah. But like, that doesn't matter. Like, this is the time right. of the year. To me, anyway, it doesn't matter. This is the time of year that we've designated for whatever reason or another. Right. And you can look back at, you can look at the, whatever, the, the origin, and you can find some pagan stuff in there. And you can find like stuff negative about the Christmas tree and about the wreaths and all these different things. And like, whatever. Um, I think that we can, however you want to celebrate, I think that we can redeem those things. I yeah. think that we can, uh, you know, whatever. Like, so if you like to decorate a tree or not, like, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. But, but the point is that however you like to do it, remembering that this season is all about Jesus, all about the King. And, you know, like we can get caught up in the, the minutia of the details um, and the nuances of everything. But that's a if, new word. If, I've never heard that word. Which, which one? Minutia minutcia hmm, i think i used it correctly i'm always i'm always There's, learning english i'm like 80 percent sure i use that word correctly <laughs> that's great. I just have never heard of it. um i believe it has to do with like the small, the small like details that, that make up something gotcha. right? I, I believe so if i use thank that wrong you. somebody no, correct thank me. you for but <laughs> we're always teaching the new english vocabulary words. lesson of the day. <laughs> but yeah it's just yeah. it's 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 all about him and i i think that we just we have an opportunity in this season to to make it all about him, you know? Yeah, it's, I think that the, I definitely don't like the commer the commercialization. Commercialization, yeah. Yeah, like, I think that's the word, mm -hmm. of, you know, the season in terms of uh, putting <clears throat> attention or fo the focus on the presence and spending money mm -hmm. and the status quo or, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that all that could so easily burden someone and burning a family to feel less than others you know mm -hmm, um, for sure especially you know with the, i guess we could say this is the first the first year after the corona shutdown you mm -hmm. know what i mean where i feel like some people are still recovering from that you know we're not pull back swing of things uh, and it's it could be very stressful like I know for kids can be very, very stressful when, um, and I'm grateful, like definitely a shout out to all those different nonprofits and like companies and businesses that make time to be generous and give out and collect toys or food and make, you know, like holiday plates and give out mm -hmm. to people and families. I think that that's such a, a beautiful example of yeah. generosity and giving mm -hmm. you know i love thanksgiving that i feel like with thanksgiving the focus is on being thankful yeah and i i mean i must say you know i'm a mexican that is not a, a holiday that i grew up celebrating because it's not really part of our culture um but i i you know when i was exposed to it and when i would hear about it I definitely always felt like that is definitely something that I would like to celebrate in my family, you know, like just the ability to take a time and set a day to say, 
we are grateful. This mm -hmm. is what we're grateful for. Yeah. And I think that is a beautiful beginning to the holiday season, you know, going from being grateful to learning to be generous. Because when I think about Christmas, I think about the fact that Jesus came, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. as a gift. Like he's, he's, his birth is just like the beginning of the beautiful gift of salvation yeah. that we have, you know, yeah. um, and yeah, the that, generosity of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually why Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And I think that that's the reason why, because there really is the same sort of focus of family and being thankful that comes with Christmas, but it's not interrupted <laughs> by the feeling like you've got to buy all these gifts for people mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which is great. Like I love yeah. buying gifts, you know, yeah. I, I love giving <laughs> gifts and stuff like that. But uh, I love the fact that it's a holiday that, you know, you still get to eat all the good food and, mm -hmm. and uh, hang out with family and watch football and all that kind of stuff. But, or, you know, that's anyway, yeah. not everyone celebrates it the same way, but it's, without without all that other stuff because so often the gift buying and stuff like that it really does add pressure mm -hmm. and you know i would just say that as far as christmas goes that's that's great i love i love giving gifts i love getting gifts i love all that but that's sort of those things things like that enhance the season but they shouldn't be the, the, focus, the focus of the season right yeah even with our kids like i try to take moments to talk to them about you know, like the importance of what precious gift we haven't given, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, like I said, just, just baby Jesus coming to the main, the manger, you know, and when I even think about the manger, just such a beautiful message to remembering that the, um, there's a phrase that I always think about, you know, the last, um, I don't know, like thoughtful or it, it wasn't it it wasn't that place of comfort and and uh status quo that became the most glorious that mm -hmm. night you know what i mean mm -hmm. like just like even thinking like like he was born in a major surrounded by you know barn animals mm -hmm. you know in a, such a humble <clears throat> humble place and yet we know he is the king of kings you know he he came in 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 flesh, you know, and my favorite, um, if I could say during this season, like one of my favorite, uh, names or, you know, that I think yeah. about is the name Emmanuel yeah, me too. and the, the meaning of it, you know, that it means like God with us, like he's with us. And mm -hmm. I think it's a great reminder, um, that he is always with us, you know, um, and that, that God, the father loved us so much to, to give us his son, to give yeah. him to us, to allow us to, I mean, I, obviously we didn't leave, lived in those times. Right. But I always think like what precious like moment, you know, like being able to be there when he was born. And I can only think of like the atmosphere, mm -hmm. you know, um, just like the angels, you know, just the stars, like just, I can picture it, you know, and I, I love seeing uh, movies that portray that. And I think that is great that uh, if you're able to share that with your children and take time to do that, mm -hmm. you know, to, to kind of highlight that his story and highlight that in their lives, the importance of remembering, you know, 
that he is the reason why we're yeah. celebrating like it's christmas christ um you know i know that like i was saying that whole commercialization and everything you know they just try to shorten it and they put the x you know yeah. and i know some people have a really a fit about that because it's like taking christ out of christmas you know mm -hmm. and i do think that they're i mean called christmas for a reason like yeah. you know i don't know who came up with the name of it or whatever but it that's the point um and i just i love i love to be able to see that it's a it's a season where all around the world not just in one place but all around the world it's highlighted the fact that we're celebrating that yeah yeah and it's it is such a such a cool time to sort of develop those traditions with your family mm -hmm. and um to yeah even even like i mean for for me and you you know with with young kids to have that opportunity to just say okay like let's let's read this story together even though we've read it before you know yeah. to yeah. take time and as you said discuss the sort yeah. of the his, the the historical uh perspective behind behind all of it and stuff like that i just think that's really cool and so yeah. like whatever whatever methods or whatever ways you find to sort of build those traditions with your family, most of you probably already have those, but if not, it's an awesome time to start, you know, developing some traditions, whether it's around whatever, whatever it might be. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, like developing those, those family traditions together, because I just think it's, it's so helpful. Like I know <laughs> I used to, when I was, when I was growing up, like I used to love, I got so into the Christmas season like as a as a kid i used to deck like not we would decorate the house my dad would put up lights and we had these big things that we put up outside like a manger scene and all that kind of stuff and it was like my favorite thing me and my sister to like you know we'd be begging our parents can we put up the tree can we put up the tree and and finally when we got to put the tree up like it was just it, it was always a big event but I would decorate my room. Like I had a small tree <laughs> and I would make nice. like little scenes. And like, I was so into Christmas as a kid, it was crazy. So I I felt like as I became an adult, I would always sort of look for those opportunities to kind of like milk the most out of, uh, out of the season and just try to, you know, build those memories and establish those traditions with, with you and with our kids and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I was I like mean, crazy into Christmas. I, I, I loved, I think mostly like on my home, we decorated just like inside it, you know, we lived in a big, big city and it, I think is more common in like, um, what do you call it? Like suburban areas or like areas where there's a uh, suburbs or big, big housing mm -hmm. areas. Like we call them flexing mm -hmm. but they're very yeah, different, very different at home, um, at home in Mexico. So most, most of the decorations are inside, like inside our home. Um, but one thing I love is that uh, my my dad will, there's different years where we did this, we would have a little train that will go around the tree. That was one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the locomotor, just like yeah. woo -woo, going around the tree with the lights <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, we would have like, a, we will set up a nativity scene and that was, that was big in my house, you know. Uh, um, Either we'll like alternate, you know, some years we'll put the, the, the train and some years we'll put the nativity scene under the tree. But if it wasn't under the tree, we will find a place to put it. And like, I, I do love, I think in Mexico, you can find those nativity scenes like even like they go all the way out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the little houses, they make the little towns. 
I remember going to the market and buying <clears throat> the the hay that we would use to put, you know, we'll put like a little lake with like, we'll have like ducks and stuff. <laughs> just, uh -huh. just like, just to celebrate um, and remember, you know what I mean? And I was going to say like, um, I, we, we read the story with our kids every year. And I know because so, so easily becomes just like oh, another year of reading this. But I find that every year there's something else new that you can highlight, For something sure. else new yeah. that you can um, talk about or uh, bring about. Or they have questions, you know, mm -hmm. and it's an opportunity to answer those questions and to have a conversation because it's so important for you to be able to speak into your children's lives. Um, you know, there's, there's so many, and I think in, in this is in general, in terms of like why you celebrate certain holidays, because a lot of times we could so easily just, uh, celebrate things just because they're on the calendar or just because like, Oh, that's, that's what, you know, this year means this, we have to do this, but we do need to be able to answer the question of like, why? why do we do it or why why don't we you know what i mean yeah and teach our children that it's not one thing better than the other like you know in case like maybe your family doesn't do it the same way that your neighbor or the same way that the teacher or something else that you can teach about um being able to hear other people you know and respect in that sense, like, you know, I respect that you celebrate that, you know, and it's good. It doesn't make you better or less than me. And this is what our family traditions are, you know. Some families do like cookie, cookie baking, you know, mm -hmm. like I, my house, that wasn't a thing. We didn't do cookie baking. It's just, you know, we didn't do the, the, uh, the little trees, you know, that was like American too much uh -huh. but it was right. just not something right. we did because it was right. a tradition that was an american but we did traditions in sense of like every year we would have the traditional christmas uh food you know like right uh i just forgot the name of it but like romeritos you know which is something that's very traditional in mexico with like mole <laughs> and it's just a vegetable you know or we'll have cava what is it I forget the name. It's like a fish dish. That bacalao. They, bacalao. Yeah, my, mm -hmm. That's my dad's favorite dish. I never liked it. But we did that my, one year when I was in my Mexico. But my dad loves that. You know you. what I mean? Like, um, So it's <clears throat> it's good to, to, to celebrate traditions different. Even to talk about your kids about how other parts of the world celebrate Christmas. Like that's, that's good to be able to open yeah. their eyes to see that there are other things that it's a a whole world outside like of in japan where they live, everybody you know? eats kentucky fried chicken on yeah, christmas like it's crazy like the lines <laughs> are like you gotta you gotta get in line and get your kentucky fried chicken like super early because like everybody yeah <laughs> like everybody I mean, wants to eat kfc uh, on uh on on what do you call it on christmas Christmas Day. yeah and, and i want to say this and i mean i think that is something so beautiful about the fact that jesus came he came not just for those that were in the area. He came for everybody, you know, every nation, every tongue, everything. And I think sometimes we don't do enough to 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 uh, expand the cultural horizons of our children, mm -hmm. you know. And especially if you if you are a family of believers and you believe, you know, that um, that maybe your children are called to the nations, you know, 
or you, you, you have a calling to the nations for yourself, that you will take even this season and this time to, to find out. I, I appreciated it. I remember when I was in Bible school, uh, our friend Andrew, Andrew Smither, mm-hmm. um, he would ask questions, you know, like, how do you guys celebrate Christmas in Mexico? Like, mm-hmm. what is the difference, you know? Yeah. I mean, we have what we call posadas, which is like, I think it's like 12, 21 parties before Christmas. So it's a whole season, it's you know, time. and you go out to different houses, friends, family, and you celebrate. And we have like ponche and we, you know, we sing Christmas carols. We share, we get goodie bags. You eat a lot of food. It's just like really like family oriented. Nobody, and sometimes... Sometimes those posadas turn into like block parties, literally, yeah. like everybody in the neighborhood is invited to come hang out um, and sing and celebrate. And just the the idea of like having that fellowship and that communion, which I think still represents like the heart of which is so important of why Jesus mm-hmm. came to us. You know, he came to place the orphans and families and it's a season where we can express that. Yeah. You know. Are there any classic Mexican Christmas carols that are different than yes. than American <laughs> or like are are most of them the same songs in no, Spanish no. or are most of them No. I mean we definitely we have Feliz Navidad which is very classic. I mean you guys sing it here. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, Jingle Bells but I don't think it's even the same. It's called Campana sobre Campana and it's a different one. Um there's one that I loved when I was little. <laughs> it's called uh, "Look How the Fish uh, Swim." It makes no sense in English, but I just love like it's basically just talking about this this the fish in the pond, uh, and they're looking out how you know the Virgin Mary is. It's like um, I guess she's washing her hair and stuff <laughs> like in the river or something like that. Like. There's, we have a lot of um, very traditional like songs and they're good songs. I mean, when you're little, you grew up listening to them. Um, we'll have a, what do we call a pastorela? I guess what you guys do. I mean, it's the nativity yeah. story, mm-hmm. you know, basically, but um, and all the children participate in the pastorela. So, you know, maybe one year you were, you were uh, the king, you know, one of the three. And then that's another thing, like in Mexico, I know here in the States, we don't, you guys don't celebrate it, but we have, besides Christmas, I mean, Christmas season extends and actually ends in Mexico right. all the way till February because we celebrate El Dia de los Reyes, which is um, when uh, just, it's a mem- like a memoir or a reminder of when the three kings came to Jesus and uh, presented gifts to him as uh what was it myrna myrrh frankincense and gold yes yes i mean, can't ever say them in english yeah i mean in spanish order. um um i have to point something out oh sure 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 because there were not actually three wise men yeah three kings that's what <laughs> three, we call them three we, kings the, the three yeah the three kings what they're but, but they were wise men yeah well yeah but there weren't actually three of them it wasn't it was more than that yeah i mean Okay. You know. <laughs> that's fine. I'm just saying that's yeah, what they call it. I'm just I always I always I always just point that I just always I know that's what they I know you're yeah. just saying that's what well, they, they call. Say, I just right. I just always have to point this out every year because I'm a nerd. But <laughs> but the maybe this is new for somebody, I don't know. But the Bible doesn't actually ever say that there were three wise men. It just says, uh, it says that there were three gifts. Oh and it says that wise men from the east came. Mm-hmm. 
um, and they presented their their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We've actually like throughout the course of church history, I I don't even remember where this came from, but we've named the wise men. It's like Melchior, Belshazzar, and I forget the third one. Melchor, Gaspar, y Baltasar. Gaspar, yeah, yeah, Gaspar, yeah, yeah. So those are like the three. I don't know exactly where those names came from. I was gonna say, yeah, um, but where, but that's the that's the from. traditional thing. But like yeah. the Bible doesn't actually say that there were only three wise men. There could have been. I mean, we're a talking about. Them, yeah. And there's a little bit of speculation as to exactly who the wise men were. Mm -hmm. we, we call them wise men. We call them kings. Um, we say that they were royalty. Um, the, I, I think that probably a more accurate depiction would be that, like, if you look at per, um, like the nation of Persia, mm -hmm. and we and you can see it in the book of Daniel, and um, that there were basically these these king makers, um, okay. these these wise men, these um, these people that were the they would speak into the the king's ear, they would speak into his life, and they were the ones mm -hmm. that were supposed to share these, men. yeah, things things of that nature, and um, that they were essentially kingmakers that would make the the kings of the day, the the royalty of the day. So they had that royal place of of position and authority. I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly mm -hmm. who these wise men were, but. You know, we're talking about people that journeyed from a really long yeah. distance over a long period of time. And they were coming because they had heard that this king was being born and they wanted to present gifts to him. They wanted to honor him. And they came and they and they worshiped him with their treasures. And uh, so, I mean, we, we could think the way that this stuff normally happens, there could have been an entourage of 50, right. of, there, there, hundreds. There yeah. could have been, you know. And so that's another thing that we yeah. that we look at with with Jesus receiving these gifts of of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold actually potentially of those three gifts being the least valuable of wow. the three. We think that gold may be as as the most valuable commodity there, but it um, but it's possible it's possible that uh, compared to these other things, that gold actually wasn't even the most valuable thing that that was there but even just taking you know the gold the worth of gold in the day depending on how much they brought i mean we typically like to look at jesus and think that he was poor right but i mean when you just think about the story and you think that they brought these treasures and then after that they had to go and they had to flee to egypt because the king wanted to kill them mm -hmm. and wanted to kill wanted to kill jesus because um, he had heard that a new king was born who was going to be king of the jews and mm -hmm. so he wanted to protect himself and his kingdom and right. uh, not recognize that that's not what it was about in the first place and so they wanted to kill jesus so they joseph has this dream and they and they and they go and they flee and like um they were sustained throughout that whole period yeah. they were sustained they were provided for mm -hmm. and i mean who knows we could we could have been talking about in today's value like millions of dollars worth mm -hmm. of of uh of gifts that that jesus received as a baby that his family had throughout the time he was growing up anyway i know that we um i and and the bible doesn't spell all that stuff out so we don't know for sure right but you know, I think that we have a certain concept. I mean, of course, Jesus came. And as you said, he was born in obscurity. He was born in this place where he was in a manger, like a mm -hmm. feeding trough yeah. in, a, <laughs> in a stable, in a right. barn area. And uh, God, you know, the, the angel appears to these shepherds and these shepherds come. And, if, you know, if you're trying to announce the birth of a king, typically you wouldn't do that among shepherds. Right. Yeah. But God just does things so differently. Mm -hmm. um, 
but uh you know typically i think we have this idea that jesus was like this poor man throughout his life and it's yeah. just uh no it's just not true yeah you know as we were talking just thinking about like how how grateful our hearts should feel you know about just what he did like you know by coming coming to earth and fulfilling that prophecy you know because like you say there were some people there was a group of people expecting this king expecting this messiah you know their hopes were hanging in it and stuff uh, and at the same time i just i was just thinking about i know that this could be a very very difficult time for yeah. people that have mm -hmm. lost loved ones you know and in that too it gives us an opportunity to be uh loving you know to care for the for the widow mm -hmm. to care for the one that is not is not part of the family you know and welcome them mm -hmm. into our home and make them a part of you know what you have the, the the gift that you have as a family um you know if you have lost a loved one during christmas time i can understand it could be hard to yeah. to be joyful to celebrate you know and it it doesn't it doesn't make the loss last but it doesn't take away of the season either you know there's this beautiful balance where um you can find comfort mm -hmm. you know when you can be comfort uh comfort and loved in the season you know uh, when we lose someone it's always hard no matter what season it is that you lose it sure. it's no matter you know it doesn't matter in the, in the year where when it happens it is a tragic circumstance. Your heart gets um, broken apart. I mean, I know there are people that takes them sometimes a couple years before they can oh, yeah. hear certain music, you know, mm -hmm. or do certain things because because they have lost a loved one, you know. So I think yeah. if if you're not one that has lost something, I would encourage you to be conscious of that mm -hmm. you know when someone shares you know don't immediately go ahead uh you know and call him a grinch i know that the story is like very prominent out there you know like he hated christmas or he and even this that story can show us that sometimes when people have been hurt mm -hmm. it's so easy for them to 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 go away like to separate themselves to themselves yeah and god has not called us to be alone he's called us to be a part of a body and um and he he came so that those that were left out or alone or destituted mm -hmm. could be a part of yeah of something that you know so that we could be as believers um that we become sensitive during the season to um to recognize you know when we are surrounded by people that are struggling or they're having a hard time with it that we will be uh kind yeah and graceful to them and and and, and generous you know um, i was reading a post yesterday about how you know there are people that might ask during the season like hey what do you want for christmas you know and not to disregard when people's answers would be like well i would just like to be able to pay my my electric bill you know i would just like to be able to yeah to take care of this or take care of that like there are people that you know they're really they're they're maybe they're the where they are at right now they're they're trying to 
to survive or they're trying to keep moving forward yeah. you know and mm -hmm. then we will be thoughtful of those things mm -hmm. so we wouldn't assume that people just want you know something flashy and i love what the post said it was you know just kind of saying like if someone tells you that and you disregard their requests and you decide to just go and buy them something like chocolates then were you actually gifting them with something for them right. or were you just trying to do something for yourself yeah. and i think that's so important to focus on like during this season of the year that when we are thinking of others that we really think mm -hmm. of others yeah not think of oh how would this make me look you know like because selfishness is so easily um sneaking unaware yeah you know what i mean so so yeah just yeah <laughs> no like we we have um this this uh pastor and his family that that we support as a church yeah and um we you know as a church we we send uh, funds periodically mm -hmm. to help them Committed, and help their ministry yeah. and they're in um they're in nigeria mm -hmm. and uh we had purposed as a church to send an extra offering for in this season that yeah. was going to just be for them as a family for christmas and, mm -hmm. and they're they're such amazing people that what they what they almost always do is they even if we send the money we say this is for you they will almost always unless we're extremely adamant about it they'll take it and they'll use they it to it for, to buy food for, for people, people and yeah. to help the other churches in the area and stuff like that it's yeah. it's really incredible to see this year we were really adamant about you know we're sending you an offering that's for, for you family. and for your family yes. to have a nice christmas together because you deserve it but the food shortage situation, it's not yeah, even a shortage that because of due to inflation, um, which is like, uh, what was it at the end of October is like six and a half percent absurd. But wow. the inflation is so out of control right now that they can't buy food uh, in the, in the area where they live. They can't get it. Food, yeah. And so they they said, uh, you know, the, the situation is so bad. We're going to take the money. We're just telling you, we're going to take the money and we're going to use it to buy food for people, to buy basically rice and beans in massive quantities and feed as many people as they can. Yeah. And uh, because of the situation that 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 they're in, um, we had to honor that. You know, yeah. we, we couldn't say, no, this is going to be for you. Yeah. Like, like, no, their heart is going out for these people. And they there's no way they said that they would feel right. Yeah. really just spending money on themselves for the holidays while all these people around them, friends of theirs and, and church family and other people that just don't have. And so it's really an incredible thing to see. And yeah. so, yeah, that that's, that's kind of why I was saying earlier, Denise, that the gift giving and stuff like that, it should enhance the season. And, and, yeah. and if you're, if you're fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to, receive gifts this year to to give gifts this year and all of that then that's awesome and enjoy it and make the most out of it and uh uh but if you're not you know if you're not please don't don't feel ashamed yeah. because of that i know it, it's it's sad and i know that like i've definitely been there 
we, I don't know if you, I, we've been there as a family. I don't know if you felt the same way that I did or not. Cause I, I don't, I don't even know if we ever, if we ever talked about it, but I know that there were times where as a man, as a husband, as a father, where I was like, like, man, like I can't even afford to really like hardly get anything for my kids this year. And, you know, just sort of feeling the shame of that. And, you know, there's no reason to feel shame for that. If you remember again, what this season is really all about, because it's not about us. It's not about giving gifts and all of that stuff. It's all about him. And because it's all about him, he wants us to enjoy that time as a, as a family, something that I think we don't really think about a whole lot during holiday seasons and different times when we're celebrating is actually celebrating with the Lord. There is actually, if you go back into the old Testament in Israel's history, there were different tithes. They called them tithes, but there were different tithes. Um, there wasn't just one tithe uh, for them as we have it today. It was just 10% of all of your, of all of your increase. There were different tithes. And one of the tithes that they would take at a certain point throughout the year was a tithe. And again, for them, tithing was like animals and, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that, right. not necessarily like money, money yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was because that was the, their, the, the way that their increase yeah, came yeah. in. But it was uh, taking a, there was a time of year where they would take a tithe 10%. and the goal was to use the, use that tithe to, to use it, to celebrate with your family, but with the Lord. And so if your tithe was a certain, you know, let's just say it's like 10% of your livestock, of the food that you brought, of whatever, the idea was that you would get together with family, that you get together with friends, and that you would use that tithe that to, to, to have a party, to have a feast, mm -hmm. to celebrate together what the Lord has done. But the idea was to celebrate with the Lord. And I think that, you know, because we don't see God with our eyes, yeah. we think that, you know, we talk to him when we're praying, we talk to him when we're at church on Sunday or, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But we, because he lives inside of us and we carry his presence with us, we can feel and sense and just be aware, you know, it's not even about feelings per se, but being aware of his closeness of his presence. So like, as you said, Emmanuel, God with us, he's with us. He's in our midst. Mm -hmm. And as we're like, as you're eating that Turkey or that ham or those mashed potatoes or whatever it is that you eat. Um, and as you're, you know, if the you're sitting around a tree song. and opening yeah. gifts or sipping hot chocolate or Christmas caroling, or like driving around looking at Christmas lights, whatever, enjoy that with your family. But I would just encourage you to have a consciousness in your, in your mind and in your heart, and share it with your family that, you know what, we're doing this with the again, Lord because yeah. we're not doing this disconnected from God yes, because, again, exactly. he's not only with us when we're with him in church on Sunday morning, right. but, but all throughout our lives. And, you know, in this season, I just think that we can uh, it, just help ourselves and help each other to really remember the reason why we're here and why we celebrate. And it's all about him by keeping him in the midst of us. And I, I think a big part of it is just talking about articulating yeah. it and talking yeah. about him you know yeah. with our loved ones yeah i love i love um something that we do as a family uh on christmas day is that before we open any gift that we take time to pray you know mm -hmm. we, we sit down and um the kids are obviously excited and waiting to to open the gifts but then we take time and that you say that we, you know we say hey let's take time to just say a prayer of thankfulness mm -hmm. you know and we thank god for sending his son we thank jesus for being born because without him we wouldn't have this yeah. like we, we wouldn't have this we wouldn't have this gift of family we wouldn't 
have each other. Um, and then just with that, like, I always love that. I love that that brings joy and it's creating in our kids' mind that awareness that, like you say, that he's there with us, that this is because of him. And, you know, I mean, we always talk and we even say this to them, like, uh, and I think this is also part in our church culture, you know, when we talk about, like, it's good for children to receive gifts because mm -hmm. they they feel appreciated and loved during the season. Yeah. Um, but as adults, the, we don't necessarily feel like it has, like, we're the ones that have to receive gifts, you know. And it's always beautiful. And, like, I was saying, like, uh, I have a couple friends that have different uh, nonprofits. And I just, I love when when people can find that generosity, that extra generosity out of their heart, because sometimes we assume that people are in a position of give, or we assume that everybody giving right. is in a position <clears throat> to give. And we don't understand many times the sacrifice of giving. Mm -hmm. And there are people that sacrifice to yeah. give to others. You know, we were talking about uh, Pastor Ovi and his family, like, that is, I, I believe that that's the essence of generosity, mm -hmm. you know, when it is, it is not about of whether I have enough to give yeah. and still take care of myself, but it's to put yourself in, in a position of sacrifice and say, I will give for the sake of others, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah, and, their, their attitude is literally, you know, I'm not going to eat meat while everyone else is eating rice and beans, you know, if mm -hmm. everyone else, if all we can afford is rice and beans and it's rice and beans for everybody, like yeah. that's what, that's what we're having. That's, it's an amazing yeah. heart. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a, that's a, that's a character that is important to develop in our own life and in our families. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because this is something that you can, model throughout the whole year not just and during christmas season you know yeah. but it's something that you can make a part of your family throughout the year mm -hmm. because you will have opportunities god will give you opportunities where he um where he will place a, an opportunity in a situation where you can be a light to others where you can help others you know um I was just thinking about, you know, when we had the fire in our kitchen and we had to move out of the house and it was, you know, I appreciated that God surrounded us by people that, that helped out, that mm -hmm. were generous in that yeah. season, that helped us in that season. And then you pay it forward. You know, when we had someone close to us that their house burnt out and their children were homeless for a few months that we were able to open our home and say, come to my home, yeah. be in my home until you, you can get back on your feet, you know? And I think sometimes our culture has tried or the culture of the world tries to make us develop this sense of self-protection and self-preservation. You know, where it is about, like, if I am generous in this way, it's an inconvenience mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. If I 
go out of my way to help someone, it's an inconvenience. And there's a danger, you know, of like, this person might take advantage. Now, I am well aware I'm being balanced about it. I understand there are people that love to take advantage of situations sure. like this. So if you recognize that you're being taken advantage, then definitely get out of that because that's definitely not what God wants you, you know? Um, but I would say that we would, um, that we would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us when those opportunities come knocking at the door and, it's okay, even if there's a small inconvenience and a momentarily discomfort yeah. that could bring so much more joy mm -hmm. um, to you and to to the situation, like the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just thought of something that's that I that I think is really powerful. That I was in a prophetic word given to you by uh, by Sister Sylvia Evans, where she said. You know, people won't be able to take advantage of you because you're going to give them the advantage. And I think that that's that that's so powerful. And yeah, so often I think that our focus is on self-preservation and kind of looking out for ourselves. And, you know, more than more than any other time, I mean, this should be a normal way of life, you know, for, for all of us, where we look for opportunities to love, honor and serve those around us. But um, I would just say that you know, during this season, whether you are giving and receiving gifts and stuff like that, like, remember that it's a, we're celebrating Jesus. It's not literally Jesus's birthday, but it's when we celebrate his birth, right? right. Yeah. So if anyone deserves a gift, he does. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the greatest gift that we could give him would be, you know, maybe reaching out to somebody who's, um, got a greater need than we do. And, mm -hmm. and, and even if you have a, a need this season, I guarantee you there's someone in your life who has a greater need than you do. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, maybe it's calling someone up on the phone and mending a relationship or whatever. There's all these different like practical things that we could do. But when we make a point to love people, to honor people and to serve people, I think that that's the, the greatest gift yeah, that god would be gift. you know looking for yeah. from us in in this season you know what i mean yeah yeah and i was just thinking about this phrase that we use a lot at church uh when there's a need sow a seed mm -hmm. you know um and that's something that we have an opportunity to do throughout the whole year you know sure um, but i would say probably during this this christmas season you know it could be something and sometimes that seed can be financial you know in terms of your money but sometimes that seed might be, like you said, like like uh, time that you spend with someone. Yeah. You know, it could be like helping the neighbor with something, you know, that you notice that is needed. Um, and because I think that one of the, the, the biggest enemy to communion or to fellowship as the body of Christ and as everybody mm -hmm. is uh, disunity you know, um, and, and that, that whole like separation, like I, like this is, I don't want people to right. be a part of my life because, right. you know, for whatever reason, like, mm -hmm. you know, you can have uh, a predisposition to feel like you're, um, people are not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
Yeah. I was going to say, that's going to lead to a whole other thing that like, we, then we need to find out why, why are you, why do you feel that way? What happened that makes you feel that way? But we're not dealing with that right now. Sure. <laughs> but I'm saying, um, this is a great season for you to put that down for a minute and, and it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you to, to, um, to be, and, and again, I'm saying it with like a balance, you know, safety first, always, always and forever. That's important. You know, once you're doing anything that will put you in a unsafe position or will put you in danger because that's not even, that's not good. That's not what God wants. That's not, um, we can't go against that. You know what I mean? But I mean, you helping your neighbor is not going to put you in danger <laughs> per se, you know? Um, if you know that someone at church is spending the holidays by themselves because maybe their family are not able to come visit, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, um, bring them a plate Yeah. and, you know, ask if it's okay for you to come over and just spend, you know, maybe an hour or 30 minutes or just, you know what I mean? Just be thoughtful of that. Um, or sometimes, like sometimes you've got to tell people. You know, sometimes it's some, and you got to, you know, you know, if you know the person, the you situation. fill it out, yeah. but sometimes, sometimes you got to ask, Hey, is it okay for me to stop by with yeah. this? But there's some people that, you know, that they're going to tell, you no. So, so there's some, sometimes you got to take a little bit more of a forceful hand and be like, yeah. I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming to see you. You know, I'm not taking no for an answer. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Cause sometimes people need that. And even though, and they you know, don't know in, they in other words, some it. people yeah. have this idea, like, I don't want to inconvenience you and I don't want to do that. And we can sort of accept that and be like, okay, well, all right, no problem. And then, mm -hmm. and then feel like, oh, I'm off the hook. But if God has like yeah. put something on your heart, I'm just saying there might be somebody, the person that, that the Lord has placed on your heart, maybe to reach out to might be somebody that actually Needs they, that. they really need it. And that's why the Lord's leading you to do it. And, but it might not just be, they might not, they're not going to be as receptive <laughs> and it might be again, because they're ashamed or because they feel mm -hmm. bad or because they don't want to put you at an inconvenience or whatever. And so, you know, sometimes like, that's just, that's a powerful thing to, to somebody who does feel that way and who feels like they're going to be alone for the holidays or whatever. And you say, Hey, you know what? I'm grabbing a pizza and I'm coming over. You know, I'm not saying it has to be on Christmas morning right, per se, right. but just like something, you know, some season, kind of contact. Yeah. And like you said, I think that that's just so key. And uh, I know we've got to get out of here, so we're going to wrap this up. But I, I just think that that's so key, Denise, is like um, it's not always money. It's not always financial. Sometimes the greatest sacrifice and the greatest thing that's needed is time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that moves the heart of God when we choose to be together when it's so much easier to not, when we choose mm -hmm. fellowship, when we choose community, when we choose relationship, when it's so easy to not do it, especially now, yeah, you know, how easy it is to get everything and you know, how easy it is to, to yeah. yeah, everything like, right. But it's when you, when you choose to fellowship with someone, to speak into someone's life, to be a blessing to them, to give your time to that person, even if it's not a, a lot it doesn't have to be a ton of time but when you choose to do those things and kind of step outside of your rhythm of life and the normal thing and the comfortable thing uh i just think that's something that god really loves and that moves his heart um yeah because again it's it's all about people you know it's all about he i think that that's the greatest way how can you say james says that you 
or is it James or John? Anyway, uh, the Bible says, how can you say that you love God and hate your brother? You know, I'm not, and I'm, not that this is hatred, right? but, but again, I, I think that the, the most profound way that we demonstrate, cause love has to be demonstrated. We can demonstrate yeah. our love to God by singing songs and stuff like that, but that's not the greatest sacrifice. Expression. That's not yeah. the greatest expression. And, and, uh, love has to be demonstrated. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the greatest way that we demonstrate our love to the father is by sort of getting that sense of how he feels about somebody else mm -hmm. and sowing into that person's life and giving our time and giving our presence, you know, presence, not just time, right, you know, we can be, I can be with, with them, you yeah. and be like this the whole time on my yeah. phone or, you know, I can be with you, but not really be paying attention to you or my mind is somewhere else. And, but being present with people where they are, um, I think that'd be an awesome gift to yeah. Jesus for yeah, his birthday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His I, fake was, birthday. I was, I was going to, um, just add Like I appreciated throughout the year, especially when I was studying abroad, you know, and I was in school, I appreciated when, uh, people offer, you know, for me to be a part of the family or be with them during those right? breaks yeah. yeah and just being able to have Huge. like an extended family like a place to just come and feel like i'm part of the family like like you know i appreciate that and if and if you were one of those families that you know you had uh students from other countries like come and open your home uh from one of them thank you Thank you, because you don't know the impact and the meaning that mm -hmm. that carries to someone's heart just to feel that they're welcome, that they're a part of, you know. Um, and I sure hope, like, I'm always looking to pay it forward when I can, you know, because someone did it for me. I, I want to be able to do it for someone else, you yeah. know, and even thinking like, like, Jesus did it for me, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? that it's not even about the people who's doing it for me, but it's like they're being obedient to God. Yeah. They're exemplifying that. And whenever there's an opportunity, I want to be able to respond to that opportunity mm -hmm. and do it. Um, you know, um, I know during the season, like um, I, I just thought about, I thought them, like we have a couple um, fr friends. I mean, I think we can call them friends. People that we know that we went to school with that right now you know they're fostering children from another country just for the season of the holiday you know like what a beautiful gift to be able to do those things um and and again you know some of these things you might think you know your mind might go immediately say like well they must have money to you know do that listen it is not about the money because mm -hmm. if you only think about what you have in your hands then you really don't completely understand that you are a son of God and everything belongs to him. Many times it is not about what we already have, but it's actually to just simply ask, Lord, how would you want me to use just resources? Because maybe the resource or the obedience is, is in you position yourself to do something that seem impossible to you so that God can intervene and show himself out and do that impossible thing for you, for your family, and for someone else. So, yeah. So this is a great season. Um, everybody have a happy holiday. 
um, well, here next week or so. I don't think. But, yeah, um, we've got some more episodes yeah, before Christmas so, for sure. But. Um, but just Emmanuel, God with us, and just think about the beauty and the being generous during the season. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by, checking out this episode. Appreciate you so, so much. If it encouraged you or challenged you or added any value to your life, if you consider subscribing, sharing, or leaving a review, I would really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. See ya. Bye. Be blessed. Monday. See you next time.